Well, it's nice to be back in the U.S. <laughs> For me, um, I had kind of an expectation of what I was going to expect on this trip, and nothing that I expected went the way I expected it to. The very first challenge that I had to face was not having my personal belongings because all of my luggage was still in Germany. <laughs> and so I had no pajamas, I had no feminine products, I had no toothpaste, no toothbrush, no nothing, except what I had in my carry-on bag. So I had two changes of clothes, and that was like it. <laughs> so that was my first challenge, which really kind of put me out of my comfort zone. And then when we had, you know, the accident and having to completely change, like not having to not go with him every time and not be able to do as much as I had thought that I would be able to do was a little bit challenging for me. But overall, God really showed me, like, his protection, oh, yeah. his, you know, um, his provision. Oh. I saw the generosity of the people like I've never seen before and just the outpouring of love from complete strangers really, you know, touched me in a very special way. So for me, um, you know, just how I viewed this trip, I think when, when I get a chance to kind of sit back and process it, I think the Lord will have a lot more for me personally than I had actually expected, and it's much different. And so I want to just encourage you guys today, you know, that when it seems like we're facing challenges, don't always try to, to see, like, the negative side of it, because sometimes we miss God because we're out here looking for the big spectacular things, and we miss just the little tiny everyday things that He's doing. Because just the little everyday things meant so much more to me on this trip. <laughs> and that was my experience. <laughs> Amen. All right. Praise God. You want to say anything, Jonathan? You don't want to say hello? You don't want to tell him it's good to be home or nothing? Okay. All right. Hallelujah. Father, we just worship you today. We just glorify you, Lord. We honor you. We thank you. Lord, this is your day. This is your place. This is your house. So, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place today, Lord. Father, I pray that the words I speak today would not be my words, but they'd be your words. That you'd anoint our ears to hear, and you'd give us grace to do what your word has for us today. So, Lord, we just honor you. We glorify you for what you're doing right now. <laughs> for what you're doing right now, Holy Ghost. For what you're doing right now. And for what you're about to do. We give you the honor, the glory, the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Trying to get a little... Reference here as to where, where we're going. I got a lot of things going through my spirit, and I just want to make sure I 
give you something that's going to make a difference. Amen. I'll give you what the, what the Holy Ghost has for you. He's a better preacher than I am. I learned that over time. Okay. <laughs> See, I used to think that I get to tell you what I know, but that's really not true. What we're supposed to do is tell you what we hear. We're supposed to give you what the Holy Ghost wants you to have. You know, as leaders, as, as ministers, it's never our job. Our job is always to point people to the Holy Ghost. Okay. See, it, it's not about building a ministry. It's not about getting your name out there. It's not about people hearing you. It's about turning them and, and pointing them to the teacher. See, I'm going to teach you something today, but I'm not your teacher. See, what your, your job is to take what I tell you and bring it to the Holy Ghost. And if he tells you something different, you better do what he says. Not me. <laughs> you know? Amen? Is that right, Ted? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so um, I think before I get into the Word, I'm just going to share a little bit of our testimony, um, share a little bit about what God did and what God is doing uh, in Africa. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> when I went this time, I, I couldn't even call it a trip. I was like, there's something different about this uh, journey that we're going on. And um, the best word I could come up with is I said, we're being deployed. And uh, I said, this is a deployment of the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, man. And so uh, I took time off where I took six, six weeks leave of absence from my job without pay because I knew I had to follow the Holy Ghost. Um, and then as we, all right, I'm going to back up just a little bit. Um, I was able to go, I went to Uganda a year ago. Last year I went to Uganda and, um, that trip, I walked into some people's home that I had never met before and I, they end up being, Tremendous friends and, and, and partners today. But that day I walked into their house and something came over me. And I said in my heart, I didn't say it out loud, but it came directly out of my spirit. And when I think back on it, I, it, I remember it as falling to the floor and to my knees, but I didn't. But that's how I remember it in the spirit. It was like I just fell to the ground and I said, I don't want to raise funds. I don't ever want to raise funds. And something lifted off of me. And I, I, and, and I didn't really understand it. Because um, you can't, l listen, you can't go to Africa without funds. You can't, and it, you can't go down the street without funds, right? I mean, you, you cannot preach the gospel without money. That's just the way it is. But something happened. So I didn't really understand it because... Um, uh, I, I, it took a while later, the Holy Spirit said to me, he says, you've got the wrong, a wrong relationship with money. And I realized that not, not purposely, not uh, intentionally, but my whole drive was to get enough money to do what God's called me to do. And he's like, well, you got it backwards. You know, you do what God's told you to do, and I'll, I'll provide the money. That's right. And um, 
when we prepared for this trip, it, it takes a lot of money to go to, for six weeks in Africa. And especially with the vision and the uh, intention that we had and the things that we're expecting to do there, we had about a $20,000 budget. And um, I thought, okay, uh, what, what am I supposed to do? You know, um, there's a lot of different ways you could raise funds, and I'm not against any of it uh, uh, for everybody that wants to do it. But in my heart, I knew I, I, I'm not going to be bound to it. I'm not going to spend my waking hours trying to figure out how to get money. So the Lord told me, he says, I want you to borrow, is I want you to, to, to borrow money, put it in the bank and forget about it. He says, that way you're not even thinking about having to have enough money. You're not worried about it. He says, this is what I want you to do. Well, I wouldn't recommend that either. Okay, don't, don't borrow money. Don't go into debt to do missions. You do what God tells you to do. Okay, oh, yeah. do what God tells you to do. So um, we, we go on this trip and uh, we, we, a lot of money came in. A lot of money came in. I mean... Uh, normally we live off of $20, $50 offerings, which I'm happy for that. $5 offerings. I don't, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But as we, and I did not do anything. I didn't ask for a dollar. I didn't do anything other than just say, if you want to give, this is how you can do it. And uh, we started getting checks for $1,000, $2,000. I had people texting me, asking me if they can send Venmo, if they can send Cash App, if they can. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, we just, all of a sudden, uh, it didn't matter that I'd borrowed the money and put it in the bank because we didn't need it. Because God had provided. And, and, and what he kept telling me is, he said, I don't want you to think about money. And you know what I found out? I spent a lot of my days thinking about money. Do you know, I, I would challenge you with that. <laughs> How often do you think about money? And um, I'm not telling you to be irresponsible. I'm not telling you to, to uh, spend money like water. I'm telling you that God's got enough. I'm telling you that he wants to get it to you more than you want to have it. I'm saying he wants to flow through you more than you could ever imagine or earn or do uh he has more that's it you know anyway anyway so um we went on our trip Teresa told you about her luggage that was that was very traumatic for her but she made it it's okay <laughs> and uh, uh well I I, I I joke but ladies if you knew the conditions that we were in there it would have been traumatic for you as well uh, um and I'm not complaining I'm just just being honest uh, most of the places most of the time we stayed in a place that had no running water had electricity but had no running water um anyway then when, once we got to Africa, we were there in Kenya for about a week. Um, and just some very unique things happened. Uh, I've been to Kenya seven or eight times. I've been to this place that we are um, calling our transformation center seven or eight times. It's out in, rural, in the rural areas of Kenya. And uh, the roads are almost impassable. It's just, it's dirt roads, and they're just extremely difficult to drive on. 
And something happened while we were there. A grader started going down the road, grading this road, the road that goes to this transformation center. And, the, and I just was like, what in the world? I don't even know they had graders in Africa, you know? We've never seen anything like this. And, and it, it, that's when I realized, I was like, you know, we're always looking for the spectacular. We're always looking for the miracles. We're always looking for the blind eyes, the deaf ears, the lame to walk in, and, and praise God for that. We need to be looking for that. But we can miss the supernatural looking for the spectacular. And I realized God was showing me, you know, this is your home. <laughs> this is your land. This, uh, this is your road. This is the way. And um, just little things like that. We, we get to the property and they were having a political rally on the property where we, where we have the church because Tobias had allowed them to use that property. And I'll be honest with you, I'd, we'd been there about a week. I hadn't done much preaching. I hadn't done much work. I'm thinking, what the heck am I even doing here? You know, <laughs> what are we going to do? And uh, Tobias said to me, he goes, he said, don't you see? You were here a few years ago, and we had a funeral on this property, and the whole community came out to this land. He says, now you're here, and there's a political rally and the whole community has come out to this land. He said, God has given you this community. God has given you this, this place. And so it was just really, it's those little things, like, like Teresa was saying. It's the little mundane things that we so often overlook, take for granted. I mean, I'm sitting there going... I, I'm bored. Why are we at a political rally? You know, <laughs> why are these? I don't even speak their language. You know, and, and uh, but God was showing us that we're in the right place. He was confirming to us what what He had for us. But um, let me go on quickly, and then uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh, so we were there about a week. We were staying in a in a very nice um, bed and breakfast type place. It was actually an Airbnb. That's where how I found it. And uh, Tobias had gone out there and looked at it. Said it was great. It would be a good place for us. There's like four bedrooms there with with bathrooms, like in suite uh, bedrooms, and then uh, a kitchen area and a living room. And it was perfect because. Uh, Tobias and his wife could stay with us. All of, there's room for each one of us. It was great. So we're 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 happy. We're getting settled in. It was probably the best night that I had had since we've been there. We made popcorn. <laughs> we watched a movie. Uh, uh, we'd set up the projector in the living room. We watched a movie, and uh, it was just awesome. And then um, went to bed. And about three o'clock in the morning, uh, these men walked into our bedroom. Now, uh, normally I would have had my door locked. Normally, in Kenya, there would be a lock on the outside of the property. I don't know why there wasn't. Uh, there was a fence around the property. There's a guard at the gate of the property. Uh, there was, everyone wanted to blame someone, but I mean, if you want to blame somebody, blame the devil, because uh, there wasn't, there wasn't, nobody did anything intentionally, no one, it, it, it was, uh, there were some mishaps, you could say, but 
The point is, these men jumped the fence, overtook the guard, and walked into our house. I don't know the exact order, but this is what I was told. They first went into Milo's room, which is my brother-in-law. Milo's 73 years old. He's been singing in church since he was three. And so uh, he loves the Lord with all of his heart. And he, he wanted to come to Africa. He'd, he'd, from when he was a, a little boy, he felt like God had called him to be a missionary. And he was too afraid. He didn't even tell his parents. And so now that he's retired, he said, I, I want to go. And so he came with us last year. And he came this time. And uh, they came into his room. He was asleep. Uh, he wears a, a, a CPAP machine. And he's sound asleep 3 o'clock in the morning. And they walk in while he's sleeping and smashed him over the head. Uh, some type of weapon. Uh, took his money. Then came into our room. And uh, I, again, I was so sound asleep. I thought I was dreaming. I heard them say, uh, stay sleeping or I'll kill you. Probably over and over again to the point that it was like in my dream. And so I, I sit up like, what in the world? You know, somebody joking? What, what's going on? And I sit up on the bed. And as soon as I sat up, uh, they hit me over the head. Something with, with some weapon. Split my head open. There's blood everywhere. I'm th I still didn't know what was going on. I thought, was my nose bleeding? What, I mean, what, what's happening? And then they said it again, you know. Uh, stay sleeping or kill you. So I thought, oh, they're going to kill me. <laughs> I laid down in the bed and uh, bled for a while. Uh, and uh, fortunately, Teresa was just frozen. She didn't, she didn't move. She didn't say anything. She didn't, nothing. She just laid there. So um, they went through our room, took our things, and uh, asked me, where's my money? Which was a little unusual because they'd already had my wallet. They already took my money, but somehow they knew I had more money. And so I, I told them, they took it, they left, and uh, went into Jonathan's room. So here we are. When they left, they took the key, locked it from the outside, so we were locked in our room. Couldn't get out. Uh, they go into Jonathan's room, and I could hear them. And as a parent, I'm laying in my bed. Nothing that I can do. Absolutely nothing in the natural. You know. So, of course, we're just laying there praying, asking God's protection, so on and so forth. They walk in, they said the same things to him. Fortunately, he didn't give any, uh, he didn't try to uh, uh, resist them in any way, and so they, they left him alone. He didn't have any money, he didn't have anything, they left him alone, praise God. Anyway, I say all of that. At the end of that, I'm laying in, the, in my bed in a pool of blood, and the Holy Ghost comes upon me, <laughs> laying in my bed. I'm going to tell you, we weren't in church. There's nobody singing. There's no worship going on. There's nothing happening around me. But at that moment, in my darkest hour, not knowing am I going to live or die, the Holy Ghost comes on me. He come on me in prophecy, and I began to prophesy. In that situation... And I prophesied, I said, this is not the end. You will not die in this place. But you will see my power. You will go on with your trip. You will minister in power. And I will be with you. And it was those words. See, here's the thing, church. You're full of something. And whatever you're full of, when the devil comes and hits you upside the head, that's what's coming out of you.
That's what's going to happen. When the enemy attacks, that's not the time to go and study the Word of God. That's not the time for you to get filled with the Holy Ghost. That's not the time for you to find out what God has for you then. But you better have it in you already. You better be ready for that day because that day will come. We've been promised. The enemy is going to come. But you see, he came to Jesus. Jesus said, the devil has come, but he's found no place in me. And see, that which was in me began to come out of me. And the grace that God had put on my life, the grace, the gifting, the Holy Ghost is what brought us through that. You know, Teresa, she didn't even know that I'd been hit. She didn't know that I was laying there in my own blood. And, uh, you know, she gets, and I, I, I wish I could tell you, I just put my hand on my head and said, be healed. And it all went away, but it didn't. It didn't. You know, I wished I, I really wished I could have done that for Milo. Milo today is still recovering. He, they fractured his skull. His brain was bleeding. I mean, these men, they didn't come. They, this was not a joke. This wasn't a, 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 uh, it wasn't a drill. This is the real thing. And this is what I'm telling you. We don't get a drill for life. This is it. What you have today is what you're going to take with you into your darkest hour, into your difficult time, into whatever the enemy brings into your life. What you have in you is all you've got. They took every penny that I had. That money did me no good while I was laying there bleeding. There's nothing that could help me but the Holy Ghost. See, I mean, I didn't know. I I thought, you know, I don't want to die here. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die preaching the gospel, not laying in a bed. So, you know, and uh, thank God. But, But it really... It was quite literally a wake-up call. And I'm not saying that I wasn't living for the Lord. I'm not saying that I wasn't doing everything that God had called me to do. but, But there was something missing. That after that moment, this is more than a scar that's on my head. It's a mark. It's a mark of the gospel because from that moment, uh, I could not, it, it, it was, I understood what Paul said when he said, woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. And I, I, I said, get me to the church. I don't, Tobias is like tonight. I said, yes, tonight, get me to the church. I want to preach the gospel. And um, I didn't make it that night, but <laughs> but I did make it the next night. And and every night for, after that, when we preached the gospel, people were filled with the Holy Ghost. People were healed. People were saved. Lives. What I loved the absolute most on this trip. What I loved the most is when people would come to me and say, "Do you remember when you were here?" 10 years ago? Do you remember when you were here three years ago? Do you remember when you prayed for my wife? Do you remember when you prayed for my son? Do you remember? And, and there was just testimony after testimony. The fruit that God has put in our life, that is what this is about. That's what life is about. It's what, what fruit do you have in your life? Hallelujah. 
So I guess I'm, I guess I'm preaching. We'll go, <laughs> we'll go to Ephesians chapter 5. I, I, I do want to share some things about what the Lord's, the vision that God's given us for Africa. But before we do that, uh, I just, I believe we, I've got to preach here. So let's go to Ephesians. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 14. We'll start there. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest. Arise from the dead. And Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. In the Amplified Bible, verse 15 says this, Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise Sensible, intelligent people. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, it says it again, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be... Filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. So, Paul is admonishing us here. He said that there's a, there's a way that you can walk that you don't have to be a fool. He said, there's a, now there is a way that, that the world walks that's foolish. You know, he said, don't be like them. You don't have to be uh, uh, doing things the way the world does them. Unfortunately, we live in a society, we live in a world that is fallen. We live in a place where um, the flesh likes its comforts, likes its pleasures, and um, it's unfortunate. You know, there are churches today, and I know this isn't popular, but I don't care. There are churches today deciding whether or not homosexuals should be ordained in the pulpit. Where did that conversation come from? Where, where do we get these ideas that we can compromise what the Word of God says because of our own flesh, because of our own society? Because these are foolish things. This is the way, this is the way of fools. There are, there are churches today that condone uh, men and women sleeping together before they're married. Don't even think twice about it. Don't even, it's not even brought up that, you know, pastor, this is my boyfriend. You know, oh, where do you guys live? Oh, that's great. You know, there's never even a question about their life and what God is doing. I'm not talking about people that don't know Jesus. I'm not talking about little baby Christians. I'm talking about the church. People that can walk wisely are still walking as fools. And see, I, I, I work in an industry that is 
predominantly male. Uh, I, I, I work with people that don't know the Lord. I work with some that call themselves Christians. But there's nothing in their life that points to Christ. There's nothing that they say that's any different than what everyone else is saying. And the thing is, if we're not careful, we can be lulled to sleep by the society around us. And that's why I say when I, when I was hit over the head, it was literally a wake-up call. Figuratively and literally. I mean, I was asleep and I was woke up. And I realized that, listen, I, I love the Lord. I'm, I'm preaching the gospel. I'm going to Africa. But there's still things in my life that I have allowed to uh, settle in that I just take for granted. And it's just, that's society. You know what I mean? And, and listen, I'm not preaching condemnation today. Do what you want to. But I realize there's movies that I watch that are full of foul language, that are full of promiscuous sex, that are full of violence. Full, And I was like, why do I let that in my life? It's one thing if it's around you, but it's another when you pay to sit there and have them give that to you. You know, I mean, uh, and, and again, I'm not telling you what to watch or not watch. I'm just telling you that you can walk as wise or you can go to sleep. See, and it's time for us. If we want to see the, the, the Holy Ghost do what he wants to do here at Winner's Church, if you want to see God's will completed for you, then it's time to wake up. It's time not only to wake up, but when you walk in the room, people ought to wake up. If you're, if you're working at a place where they don't know Christ, when you show up, there should be a difference. There should be something that they go, bad or good or bad, they ought to recognize. There should be some recognition. Oh, there's that preacher again. <laughs> you know, there's that, there's that Jesus. For, oh, I, I, I think it's time to go to lunch. You know, <laughs> whatever it might be. But because the truth is, they're waking up. You know, they might, they may look like they're putting all kinds of pressure on you, but on the inside, they're hoping that you don't crack because they know, then they'll know it's for real. They're really just trying to see, are you for real or are you playing a game? Are you, are you, you say you're a Christian, but, but I mean, come on, what, what's really in you? <laughs> you know, let, let's test this thing out. You remember Pastor Ziggy always used to use that analogy of a sponge. Whatever you dip that in, that's what's going to come out. Whatever it gets filled up with. And, and that's what I'm telling you today. It's time for us to be filled with something. It's time for us. I mean, when, 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 when Paul says here, be fi- don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. A lot of people want to go off on the, the being drunk with wine. And, and that is what he's saying. But that's really not his point. His point is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's not talking about, you know, one day back in 1962 when you came to the altar and and got the Holy Ghost. He's talking about here being continually filled. If you I don't know if you've ever seen a drunk man, but I'm talking about a real drunk man. I'm talking about one that can't get sober. If you see that person, you recognize that there's something about them. You recognize that they've got something in them that that is affecting their life and that that drunk he can't live without it 
He can't live without that alcohol in his life. He, he, he can't face reality alone. And he's telling us this is the dependency that we should have on the Holy Ghost. Not to be filled with wine, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There ought to be some evidence in your life. You ought to be walking a little bit differently. There should be a different look in your eye. There ought to be something about you when you speak that they go, hey, he's got something in him. He's got something that's affecting his life. I don't know what it is, but he's he's different. Hallelujah. Now see, some people, they they don't really want this. Mm. I mean, here's the thing. Everybody, let's go go to Matthew chapter 3. Everybody wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Uh, Well... They should. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they want the Holy Ghost. You want the good, you want the, 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 the numb buzzies. You want the tinglings. You want to speak with tongues. You want to fall down on the floor. You want to be touched by His presence. But do you really want the infilling of His Spirit? Do you really want to walk in the fullness that He has for you? What does it say here in Matthew if we look at Matthew chapter 3, of course, this was uh, John the Baptist. And, and um, it's a very interesting passage because, you know, John the Baptist was the first prophet in probably 500 years. God had been silent in the earth. And um, John shows up. And he was at a very, very... A uh, specific time in history. And it was a very historic moment of uh, time like none other. And I believe today we're standing in a very specific time in history. I believe that we're standing at a very unique hour. Um, uh, and, and I don't think it's that much different than John the Baptist. John was here saying Jesus is coming. And... Uh, Really, today, our message ought to be Jesus is coming. And so uh, when, when, John, when John began to preach, uh, let's see here. We'll, we'll just start at the first verse. It says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, in the Amplified, it says, Repent. Think differently, change your mind, regretting your sins, and changing your conduct. So, you know, there's a lot of people that they hear the word repent, and they, or they will say, oh, yeah, I repent, I repent of that. What they're really saying is, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops, I shouldn't have done that. But uh, there's no real change. You know, it's, it's, it's like they accidentally... Bumped into somebody, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I repent. Yeah. Well, okay. But repentance means that I'm going this way. And all of a sudden, and I decide, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I turn myself around saying, I'm no longer on that path. See, there's, there are things in our life that, I don't know if you're ready for this. There are things in our life that we're not ready to give up. There are some there there are people that I, I've talked to on a regular basis that when 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 they, they say things like, well, that's just who I am. 
Well, maybe you need to be born again. <laughs> you know, there, there's people, they say, well, I was born that way. I'm not arguing with you. You may have been born that way, but you need to be born again. There, there's a change that happened to you, and if there wasn't, then you didn't really get it. You, you need a change in your life. There, there has to be a repentance. And this is what John was telling them. He said, repent, the kingdom of heaven's at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. So I don't know what the diet was in the day. I don't know how people dressed, but for some reason they found it important to put that in there. So he's probably kind of a weirdo, right? He's, he's, he's a little different. And, and what is awesome about this guy, just uh, let me go on here. This is so cool. Uh, it says, then went out to him, Jerusalem, Judea, and all the regions round about Jordan. You see, um, if God's called you, you don't have to go find people. You know, he didn't get dressed up. He didn't put his tile out on the door. Apostle John opened for business. You know, <laughs> he, he simply went out to proclaim what God told him to proclaim. And, and it says that they that all of the people around about went out to him. And they were baptized of him in the Jordan confessing their sins. Now, when God starts doing something in your life, it's going to get people's attention. And here we see that the, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees came out. They came to his baptism. And he said to them... O oh, generation of vipers. Isn't that nice? <laughs> hey, preacher, I'm glad you came. It says, uh, you generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And he said, bring forth, therefore, fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourself, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God's able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid to the root of the trees. And therefore every tree which brings, brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. See, we like to talk about the fire. But, you know, I don't know that many people are, 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 are really interested in being baptized in fire. See, we want to talk about the fire. We want to warm up by the fire. We want to watch the fire. We want to listen to the fire. We want, we want to en enjoy it and, 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 and uh, sing Kumbaya. And, and just, we love the fire. But when he says, now it's time to get in the fire. And it's like, well, I'm, you know, you're a little too radical for me. You know, I mean, I love Jesus, but I mean, come on. You know, <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing that kind of stuff here. Okay. All right. But he says, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And it says, he doesn't just, just leave it there. It says his, his fan is in his hand and he'll thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner and will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. 
See, I, I, I heard that all of my life, and, and I usually heard that preached that, you know, you need to get saved or you're going to go to hell and be burned with fire. <laughs> and uh, that you, that, that, that's true, but that's not really what he's saying here. See, if you put all of this in context, God wants us to repent, change the way that we've been thinking of him, the way that we've been thinking of ourselves, the way that we, our habits, the way that we do things. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, he wants us to change those things. And what happens when you change a habit, for instance, I'm sure Hilda can teach us that all afternoon. But she, when you change that habit, the old habit is still there if you haven't replaced it with something. And the old habit, it will always be there. And see, if there's a way of thinking in our life, if there, see, one of the things that we struggle with many times is the strongholds that we have in our life. Uh, many people think of demonic things when they think of strongholds, but really when you read that passage, he says, pulling down imaginations, casting them down, everything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And see, there's things, maybe you've been told your whole life you'll never amount to anything. And then God says, this is, this is what I called you to. And there's something in you that goes, oh, I can't do that. See, that's a stronghold. That's a vain imagination. That's something exalting itself above what God has said for you. And, and see, when we repent of those things, when we turn, we can say, oh, I'm not going to think that way anymore. But it's still there. See, you need the fire of the Holy Ghost because when he baptizes you, he doesn't just give you tongues. He doesn't just give you power, but there's a fire that comes to burn and purge all of those things that you turned away from. You know, many times you can cut down all the trees in your yard, but there's still wood you're going to trip over. But when the fire comes, see, he doesn't just baptize you with it, but he fans it into fire. He fans it into flame. He continually purges the floor. So that you can walk clearly. You don't have to trip over your past any longer. You don't have to trip over the things that happened in your life. But you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. You can be baptized in His fire. You can have those things burned forever out of your life. And then you, you, you can live that way. You know? I'm sure that most of you have been filled with the Holy Spirit in this place. This is a Pentecostal church, so I'm sure that uh, you speak in tongues. <laughs> but I'm talking about a lifestyle. You know, I've met a lot of people that don't speak with tongues, and their life shines with the light of Christ. And unfortunately, I've met a lot of people that do speak with tongues. And their life does not shine with the light of Jesus Christ. It, you know, just because you speak with tongues doesn't make you better than anybody else. <laughs> I mean, come on. We've, it's been long enough that we've allowed this to divide the church. Give me a break. This isn't a Pentecostal uh, uh, verse. This is the Bible. This is the Word of God. And he wants us to be filled with his spirit. He wants us to be ready for the day of adversity. He wants us to be ready for the day that the, that the wheelchair comes in the door. 
He wants us to be ready for the day when, when, when the blind man is here that needs his sight. Not so that Pastor Ziggy can lay hands on him, but so that you get him healed before he gets in the sanctuary. See, we, he wants us to live that way. So that when we see him at Walmart, we're getting people out of the wheelchair. When, you know, and, and, and it's not just the miracles. It's the love and the life of Christ flowing through us every single day. So that the world sees us and they go, I'm not sure what's wrong with you, but you're definitely different. You know, and that's okay. Praise God. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. We, uh, there's so much division going on in the world today. It's sickening. I read, I'm about to just not look at Facebook anymore. <laughs> the Christian people just divided over issues that have nothing to do with the gospel. Nothing to do with God. And they may be important issues. Listen, I have very strong beliefs. I have very strong convictions. But but those things are not going to be what stands between me and getting somebody saved. (laughs) I mean, come on. You can sit there. You're going to argue your point to be right. So that at the end of the day, they don't want what you have. Give me a break. So it's time for us to wake up and realize. I mean, really look at ourselves and say, where is Jesus in my life? Where is the gospel? Where is it going? Where has it been? And and am I on the right path? And if not, then we got to be willing to repent and think differently and say, Holy Ghost, what do I need to do to, to, to put myself where you want me to be? What do I need to do, Lord? Fill me up fresh. Fill me up new today. Fill me with your spirit. Burn in me the fire of the Holy Ghost to destroy those things that have stood in my way, that have kept me back. I believe God wants to do that for you today. I believe that he wants to change some things in your life. Um, Listen, I'm not uh, naive enough to believe that you know, I can lay hands on you and everything's going to change. And you shouldn't be naive enough to believe that either. Uh, and, and it's not about an experience. You're going to have an experience today. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's going to touch you. But see, God doesn't want you to live from experience to experience. Um, and, and you're going to have the same temptations when you leave here that you had when you got here. But the difference is going to be what you do with it. What you do with what you receive today. Because the Holy Spirit is, is dealing with some issues. And I know that there's some people here today. Uh, the Holy Ghost is dealing with you. He, he wants to straighten, straighten the path so that Jesus can come. He wants to make that path straight right into your heart. So that he can come, so that he can fill you with his boldness, with his grace, with his love, with his spirit, with his fire. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Son de la racaste de otoro. Alamoro cuanda. Yeta la maraste tela. Yatan de la rocunda. La baranga dande de la roco sonda. Hatanda de diaste chela. For es indele araca. Iliandro cusa bata. Dala racanda. He he he. Hora mama 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 custingila. Rando city la racaste la bossa cuata de astingila. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So the Lord's saying this. He said, it's not by accident that you walked into this place today. It's not by accident. Wanda, quanda, condorocuda. Ye sabatala. Wanda la barracala. Ye sabasta chela. Yahama hustandala. For the enemy has been tempting you, he's been pulling you little by little down a path that. Seems right, and but you know in your heart that 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 this is not what I've called you to. So if you're Marisa Tata Osta Rakasta Dindila, you can manda didiasa katala borosojo. He is the andalabasa katala e la rasata. So this is not condemnation. This is not um, a rebuke. This is my mercy being poured out to you this day to know. It's, I'm here and I'll give you what you need to walk in the direction that you know to go. So, mandesta tela satasta satasta tasta. So, receive my grace. Receive my grace today. Receive my grace to walk in a new way. To walk with me and see. <laughs> that I have given you victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. I believe that was somewhat specific. If you're having trouble, you, and, and listen, don't be embarrassed. This isn't about a, a, a sinful life. This isn't about something uh, detrimental. This is just something that is in your heart that you know uh, is not really what you need to be doing. If that's you and you really you you're serious and you're ready to be free, I want to pray for you. I want to. Uh, I know God wants to touch you. I know He wants to fill you. So if that's you, come on up here. Let me pray for you. If you're ready to change, Hallelujah. If you're ready to really follow what the Lord's put in your heart, Hallelujah, Jesus. Soroko stata asta. He did the Andorokor Basaria sin jadidia sikidi, de didia siki, tidia soto to oro soto, Jane de didia sakidia satarabos to chela. Ha 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 ha. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'll pray for you just a second. Hora casata laborocus to didia sala. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Honda la racast ceila, rocund la barra zanda di riesi ceila. Oh, 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 ma ba 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 I just heard the Lord say this. He said, this place is about to go to the next level. So this church is about to step into the next phase of the ministry. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know how many phases there are. I don't know the, the, the full vision. But I know there are things that... that uh, uh, in some ways, you've purposely had to hold back. There's things that you purposely couldn't do. There were certain preparations that had to be laid. But the Lord is saying that for the most part, for the most part, the preparations have been done. And you're about to step into the next phase of ministry for this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Now, Father. Yes, Lord. Now, Father, as these are, who are standing here, Lord, as I lay hands on them, I'm asking you. I'm asking you to baptize them fresh. Baptize them fresh, Lord. Give them a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. A fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Baptize them not only with your Spirit, but baptize them with fire, Lord. I'm asking you to burn out the things that have held them back. To, to burn up any uh, insecurities in their life, Lord God. I'm asking you, Father, to give them a dose of your spirit that absolutely enables them to walk free today, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let your freedom, let your freedom fall in this place, Lord. Let your freedom, freedom, freedom. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll just, just receive, just receive, just receive. Be filled now with the Holy Ghost. Be filled, be baptized with that fire right now. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, you fill her fresh today. <laughs> Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If anybody's up here that you don't speak with tongues and you want to, anybody in here at all, you don't speak with tongues, maybe you've asked for it, maybe you haven't. But if you want, I'm, I'm telling you, you will speak with tongues. If you come up here today, you will speak in tongues. So if that's anybody that's here, just let me know as I come by. And, I'll, and you'll, you'll speak with tongues. Hallelujah. Be filled. Hallelujah, Jesus. So, oh my. Jesus. Hallelujah. Be filled now. Fresh with the fire of God. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be baptized in that fire in Jesus' name. Let these hands, Lord, let these hands, Father God, let them see, let them see, let them see the, the, the dreams that she's had, Father God. The, 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 oh, the vision that she has in her, Lord God. Let it come to pass. Let these hands see the healing power of God flow through them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Be filled now. Stir up every gift that's in Him, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. Be filled today 
with the Holy Ghost. Let your fire, let your fire fall, Lord. Let your fire fall, Jesus. Let your fire, oh, let your fire fall. In Jesus' name, be filled, oh, fresh, fresh fire. Fresh, fresh anointing, fresh, fresh direction, fresh shown de la saca de la rota. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A peeling off of the old and a putting on of the new. A peeling off of the old and a putting on of the new. Yeah, yeah, oh, you thought you saw something before. You just wait, you just wait, you just wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, mama, mama, masa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, mama, maka. Yeah, yeah, rusty di andala. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Jesus. Be filled fresh with the oh, with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Be filled in the aquala Oh, fresh fire from heaven. Fresh fire from heaven, oh, basandala rakaya rosotale bakai. Stir up every gift, Lord God. Oriangasete, a fresh anointing, Lord. In Jesus' name. Mande kula rasala, let the fire burn. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Be filled now. Ah, a fresh anointing, a fresh touch. Oh, yes, oriata. Ah, amo roquastala. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, he's he's healing you in places that doctors could never reach, places that man could not touch. He's entering into places of your heart. He says, just open yourself up to me and let me in, and you'll see that inhibitions, um, hurts of the past, will melt away. As you allow me in to heal, to touch, to restore. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your fire burn, Lord. Let your fire burn. Fill him up fresh, fresh, fresh. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, man. He loves you. God loves you so much. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm blessed just standing in front of you. You know, <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit fill Gabe fresh and new today, Lord God. I, I'm, I'm just asking you, Father, to do something for him that, that he's never had before. That he would walk, he'd get up from this place today and say, something's different. Now, I'm just personally asking you that, Lord. Touch him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Fresh, fresh anointing. Fresh fire. And a, and a, and a clear, clear direction. In the Mandisi Chela. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. I just hear the Lord saying, I love you for you. I love you for you. And you're important not because of, uh, of anyone else or anything else, but just because you're you. My son. 
it's like it's like the Lord saying, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I just he just wants to pour his love out on you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Fresh fire. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Fire. In Jesus' name. Holy Ghost. Fill her up. Fill her up fresh today. Fresh fire, fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for that fire. Be filled in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be baptized in fire in the name of Jesus. Now, I release that to you. I release that. Oh, Holy Spirit, fill her. Fill her fresh today. <laughs> Let your fire burn in her now. Jesus name Jesus name Hallelujah Be filled be, Oh be filled fresh Yeah it's alright Get filled again Soak up that Oh wow 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 No it's not too late It's not too late Oh no 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 You haven't seen nothing yet You ain't seen nothing yet Hallelujah 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 Of course of course he'll still use you Of course he'll still use you Of course of course Be filled Be filled in Jesus Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, Mama Masakaya. That anointing, Father, that you have for her life, that which you've put over her, mm, the dreams and visions she's had, Lord, I'm asking you, give it to her again, fresh this day. Jesus, Holy Ghost, baptize, baptize her today with your fire burning her, Lord God. Of all consuming fire. Ha, nothing's left but you, Lord. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Be filled. Hallelujah. Be filled. Be filled fresh. Be filled fresh. Jesus' name. Be filled now. Now. In the name of Jesus, your fire, Lord. Be filled, filled today. Be stirred up in the things of the Spirit. Do not mind the things of the natural, but understand that in the Spirit I'm doing a work that, that your mind will not understand. And it's okay to not know exactly what I'm uh, 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 up to, but realize that I am working in your life. It's all right. It's okay. No, you're on the right path. Yeah, you're on the right path. You're doing the right things. And it's all right to not fully understand because the things that are happening in the Spirit are not yet able to be translated into your mind. But you'll know one day. Continue. Continue in prayer. Continue in tongues. Continue in my presence. And I will reveal what I am up to. But don't be uh, impatient. Don't be afraid. Don't wonder if, if anything's really happening. But know that I'm all, I am working. I am about, uh, uh, about doing things. And sometimes it may seem a little bit uncomfortable and, and, and like kind of like you don't have direction, but you do. 
just know that you do and that it'll be revealed to you. Just continue, continue, continue. Be filled in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Be filled now. A fresh, oh, an outpouring, Lord. Just pour it over her. Let it I know he's baptizing with fire, but I just saw like a bucket of water being poured over top of you. Not, not in a negative sense, but like, like a spillover. Yeah, an overflow. An overflow of the anointing of God. And he says that just like, it's, just like you've experienced before, where just like you've been in that presence, now he says that presence is going to flow from you. And people around you are going to go, wow, what was that? What just hit me? And that's going to be me, says the Lord, flowing through you in ways that you've dreamed of and hoped for. But you're going to see it, not only in the spirit, but actually in the natural, you'll see it happen. And just receive today the overflow of my spirit. Jesus' name. Release that to you. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to prophesy over anybody. If I don't say anything, it's just, I mean, you know. The, <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A fresh outpouring, fresh anointing, fresh, fresh infilling. In Jesus' name, be filled. Mm, let your Holy Spirit fill her. Let your fire burn in Jesus' name. Be filled now with the Horiasaka. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Let the fire burn. Make adjustments, Holy Ghost. There's adjustments being made in your spirit. And you go There's adjustments being made in the realms of the spirit. And it will manifest in the natural. Don't think you didn't receive anything. But realize it was done in the realms of the spirit. And there will be a time when it, will, when it will change the actual circumstances around you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, rakastande, raka. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for this little baby, Lord. <laughs> thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father, for a fresh, fresh outpouring of your spirit. Oh, niandalarakata laborukwasta. I just, I, I speak peace to you right now. Ha <laughs> Yes, peace. It's like the, the Lord wants to bring you into a, a quiet place. I see you just uh, thinking, 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 thinking. And it's like the Lord is just, just going, shh. <laughs> and, and all of that, all of that stuff. It's not that it's bad. It's just all of that stuff that's going on. He's wanting to just settle it now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Just find that place within you. Where he speaks to you right now. Just 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 magnify that place in you because he's coming now. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Touch your filler fresh in Jesus' name. Your peace. <laughs> your fire, Lord. Yet burn up all of that chaff, all of the the the, the noise. Burn it up, Lord. <laughs> they may never return, Father. Oh, be at peace. Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
I mean, cancer's a name like any other. And the Bible says every name. There's no name greater than the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow. Every... <laughs> yes, Lord. Hallelujah. First of all, Father, I just thank you. Thank you for this, for this sister in the Lord. I thank you for this woman, Lord. I thank you that she's your child. And so, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you, the great comforter, to wrap your arms around her, to hold her, to strengthen her, to bring her peace. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We take authority over fear. And we, we command it to leave. Lord, if there's any place that she can't stand, we're standing for her. Lord, let us be in the gap. And so, Father, right now, we just bring her before you. We thank you for the healing power of the Holy Spirit, the healing power of Jesus. Just as virtue went out of him today, Lord, let that virtue flow into this woman. Let her know, Lord God. Let it not, not, not just another prayer, not just another moment, but God, let this be something where she realizes that she's received a touch from you, Lord God. That let this be the beginning of a new change for her. Yes, yes, yes. Receive from the top of your head to the to the tips of your toes. Be whole. Be on de la raca. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Every every cell. Every tissue, every organ, now in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The blood's beginning to flow. The blood's beginning to flow. The healthy cells are moving. Healthy cells are moving. Cancer, you go now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be healed now. Let your healing power just flow into her. Let it flow into her whole body, Lord. Don't into her soul, into her spirit. Oh, thank you. That peace that passes all understanding, Lord. That peace that passes all understanding. That the knowledge of that love that's beyond knowledge. Let it, let it, let it saturate her. Mm. To know the love of God that is beyond knowledge. <laughs> to really, really experience it today, Lord. Let her experience your love. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. All right. I'm going to treat you like we're in Africa. It's about time to start now. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Just teasing. Uh, but there, was, there were times, um, you know, I'm more of a preacher than a teacher. But there was a day that I was teaching about the walk of the Spirit and understanding where our spirit is and those types of things. I was teaching these leaders and they were just absorbing so much of the Word of God. I, I mean, I was teaching for two hours. I, 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 wanted, I was like, are you okay? <laughs> Do we need to stop? And they're just like, no, no, we want more. So it, that was awesome and amazing. Um, and I just want to share something briefly, and then I'll, 
let you guys go eat. Um, unless you want to fast. I mean, you know, it's okay. Uh, is there more water? Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, I'm having a good time. I don't know about anybody else. But, uh, hallelujah. Did you get filled with the Holy Ghost today? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I got filled with the Holy Ghost today. Uh, so, you know, the, the vision that I have for, for Africa, I, I've told you all many times. God spoke to me when I was young. Uh, and he said to me, he says, I've given you the continent of Africa. And I was like, what am I going to do with that? Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, but over the years, God's really, it's taken about 13 years that I've been traveling to uh, Kenya and Uganda. Uh, it's taken that much time to really hone in on the vision that God has for me and what he wants us to do there. And so just before I went on this last trip, uh, I woke up from a dream. And I guess, I don't know if it was a dream or a vision, but it was as I was waking up and I was saying to someone, I said, it is as if God himself reached down and picked Kenya up out of the map and crushed it into blood and put it in my veins. And um, I know God's called me to Africa, but it was like recently he's been saying, uh, it's, you need to focus on what I'm saying now. And so, because there's been a lot of words that he's given me, there's been a lot of things that I've tried to uh, 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 follow. Uh, I've expected wonderful things. There's been a, it's a journey when you're following God. You know, many people think, and, 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 and it's true, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. But when you're following the Spirit, you, he, you're trying to get across the room and He's telling you to go the other direction. And it doesn't make sense. We don't understand it. But the thing is, when you get there, He wants you to be equipped. He wants you to have everything you need. And so that's what's been happening. So when I went in 2019, I, I, I visited a, a, a friend of mine there. And he has an agricultural center where he's teaching people how to grow their own foods and actually um, in, a, in a manner where they're able to make money doing it. And he's teaching people how to get out of poverty. They are coming out of poverty. He found his own mother who he didn't know his mother. He found her in poverty, without a home, without anything, and taught her the principles that he's teaching, and, and she's able to uh, have a house and, and live her life. And to, it's to the point that the government has taken notice, and they send people to him to be trained. And uh, I mean, it's just totally, God has done something just miraculous there. And so we're taking that curriculum, and we're bringing that to Kenya, and uh, Pastor Tobias has some land there that uh, he has a church on there now but we're wanting to develop that to a transformation center where there'll be a church there'll be a um, school of ministry where 
and then also an agricultural center where people can actually learn how to come out of poverty. And I really believe that that's a key. Um, like with, with Dawson in, in Uganda, I mean, Muslims come to the farm. You know, non-believers come. Everybody wants to be fed. So if you can teach someone how to do that, and then they come and they're hearing the gospel and they're getting born again and lives are changing. And so that's why we're calling this a transformation center. We want to not just uh, preach another gospel to them, but we want to actually transform their lives to where they come out of where they are and able to sustain themselves. So let me show you a couple pictures. Is that okay? Do, uh, do you have the pictures, Marissa? Thank you. I, I, I didn't bring a lot of pictures. First of all, I didn't know I was going to be here, but, but second of all, we put everything on Facebook. And so, you, you know, uh, I appreciate you guys following us and seeing all that we're doing. All right. So this picture right here, um, uh, when, in 2019, when, we, when I went with Solomon, when I came back, there was, uh, or when we were there, this land here belongs to Tobias's mother. Uh, and they told us, they said, um, this is your land. You know, they said, well, you can uh, build a house here. That we, are, you're, you're, we, we want you here. This is your home. And, and the Lord had spoke to me. He says, welcome home. And I remember giving that testimony, and Brother Ted called me out, because when I, I said that, I was just saying, well, you know, I was almost just using it as a preaching point, you know, <laughs> isn't it wonderful? Look at what they did, and he goes, he said, he says, no, Hans, I, he goes, Pastor Hans, I don't know everything, but... Um, if God said you were home, <laughs> and they said that, that you were home, why didn't you think that was God <laughs> telling you that this is where you needed to be? And um, I, was, I didn't have an answer for him. And I realized I didn't really take the Lord seriously. I mean, I wept when he called me. I, I was like, wow, God, you're really, I'm not listening to you. So anyway, this property right here, when we went there, he goes, see that field behind you? He said, that's dedicated to you. That's your land. You do whatever you want to with. So that's what that is. I'll go to the next picture. This is the land where the, where, where the church is now. There's a little building there. There's, a, I think the church is over here. It's just a little, like a tin roof. You've probably seen some of the pictures on, the, uh, on Facebook. And there's a couple of small little buildings there. But this is the area where we want to, change, want to develop the uh, church and the, and the ministry. Now, on this direction, like where that field is back that way, that's the agricultural part. If you go to the next slide. So these are the plans for church building. We uh, I spent a lot of money to get these done. So, <laughs> um, but this entire building... Uh, it, it's a very modern building. It'll be made of uh, block. Uh, it's got modern bathrooms. You have no idea how important that is. You, I mean, I was going to take a picture and say this is for all the women who complain about the not putting the seat down, but <laughs> there's. <laughs> it was just because I mean, on that land, the bathrooms are what they call a pit latrine. And what it is, is a hole in the ground. So anyway, <laughs> and it's pretty disgusting. Anyway, this is, uh, this church right here uh, would, has an auditorium that seats about 300 people. 
Uh, it's got offices, bathrooms, everything that we would need. The total cost to have this built is about $100,000. So everything from, from the ground up. So we're excited about that. Uh, we wanted to get the foundation started, but we just ran out of time and didn't really have, I mean, it would be about $12,000 to lay the foundation. So we weren't quite there. But anyway, let's go to the next slide. And that's the outside of the church. You can see that's what it would look like. Uh, the next slide. Oh, okay. You didn't get the site plan? Okay, no problem. Hilda says there's one more. <laughs> it's okay if it isn't there. You can use your imagination. But... <laughs> Yeah, nah, you know. So anyway, I want to tell you a testimony while we're waiting on that. Um, so I told you how people just started giving to our to our to our ministry. Well, then we had the act the we're calling it an accident, but the robbery, and uh, you guys are awesome. The very next morning, Pastor Ziggy sends me texts, and he's like. Um, what, what, whatever they took, we're replacing it. <laughs> whatever, whatever you need, you know, he's like, uh, between Tyler and Ted, I think, you know, he's like, I got $1,000 right now. And by the end of the day, within a couple hours, uh, you guys had given us $1,800. That was fantastic. That was awesome. But what happened next, I could have never dreamed of. I could have never imagined. But people just began to share our story all over Facebook. And Women that I hadn't known. There's a girl that contacted me that I went to high school with. Uh, this is not a believer. She wasn't anyway at that time. And she's like, Hans, I just sent some money through your website, but we want to send you more. How do I get it in your hands today? How do we make sure that your family's okay? How do we make sure that your mission goes on? And then, you know, just... Time after time after time, people just continue to give. I believe we received, I haven't even been able to count it all up yet. I've only been home a couple days. But it was somewhere around $8,000 in like two days. That just, I mean, for some ministries, that's nothing. For us, that's a lot. You know, for us, that was, it was huge. And I mean, uh, we were just overwhelmed. We didn't know what to say. We, didn't, we were just like, wow. But then something even more amazing happened. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but, you know, I, I grew up spiritually, grew up under Dave Roberson Ministries, and I was thinking about Pastor Dave, and he gave a testimony one time. He was in Brazil or some other country. I think it was Brazil. And he said, in Brazil, he says, a man walks up to me and hands me an envelope full of American money. He's like, can you believe it? American dollars in Brazil. And I was thinking about that, and I thought, man, could you imagine if that happened in Kenya? And um, a few days later, we were not in church, not at a worship service, not, no music was playing, and we were actually at a safari. Nothing spiritual, just having fun. And um, I, I was talking to one of the, uh, there was a gentleman in the back that overheard our conversation. We were talking to some of the other people in the van and whatnot, just casual conversation. And uh, we stopped for coffee, and this guy comes up to, to me, and he says, I want to sow into your ministry. I want to give into your family. He says, your story is really, 
really touched my heart. And um, he pulls a stack of $20 bills out of his pocket and says, I'm going to give this to your wife. And so in Kenya, the, uh, uh, of course, he's American, brings us this cash. Well, that wasn't it. The last day that we're there, a lady that I've known for several years that she is Kenyan, she says, I would really like to meet with you. And so uh, we went through, it's very difficult to get people to show up on time for things there. And I was a little frustrated, but we, we made it. <laughs> she was there. And that's what, what I was really felt bad about is she's there and we're not, you know. <laughs> but anyway, we, we finally get to where we're going and she hands us a hundred dollar bill. And I'm like, this is Kenya, Africa, you know, but she's like, I just want to make sure that you have something to go home with. And that, and so anyway, I'm just saying that, first of all, you guys are awesome. And I'm so thankful for just your family. You know, I'm so thankful that we're able to be here today. I'm thankful that you were able to be a part of what we're doing and just know that you really are a part. Uh, and Winner's Church is doing awesome things in Africa. You know, uh, people are talking about Winner's Church in Africa. Uh, Tobias always asks about Pastor Ziggy, always asks about the people. Um, just, it, it's awesome. All right, so this right here uh, is not a very good picture, but <laughs> this part of it, and this is the first time I've seen it almost, so we, well, I was supposed to have a hard copy that you could roll out, but I left it in Kenya. So anyway, <laughs> this is the property that, uh, that, that we have there. Uh, this part here is the, the model farm that we're wanting to build. So the picture that you saw that was just grass and a couple of different buildings there, that's this area here. And here is where our church is going to be. This is the um, training center for ministry. This is like a guest house where people could stay if they're coming there for school or they're coming to a conference or anything like that. This would be a home for us to live in, and this is a, a, another home on the property for Tobias and his family. So that's the plan, that's the vision, um, and this is what we're really wanting to do there. Uh, there's a lot of details that you can't really see on here, but I just wanted you guys to get an idea of what we're doing and let you know that we really do have a vision from the Lord. It's not just a, a dream or a hope, but it's taken us a long time to get there, but we're there. So we thank God for that, and, and we've agreed that we're going to build the church first. Uh, we decided if we build God's house, He'll help us build ours. So that's what we're doing. All right. So again, thank you. Um, God bless you guys. Let's pray and dismiss. Does anybody else have anything to say? Or Okay, then I'll just give it back to Pastor Annie. <laughs> We're so thankful that you came here today, Pastor Hans. It was a good word today. Um, I just want to just quickly uh, just say, you guys, to continue to keep the Baca family in your prayers. Um, as most of you guys know, uh, they lost Alex this past week. And um, I know that it's very devastating for that family to lose a son like that. And the circumstances are, you know, I know very difficult for them to, to go through. So um, please continue to pray for Cynthia, for Mario, their, their children. Um, we don't know any of the arrangements at this point that they... Um, 
are still waiting for some specific things. And um, as soon as we get that information, we will let you know. Um, I know that we will get some um, some flowers will go to them from, from Winner's Church. But please continue to pray for them. Uh, I know for me, it's it, it's just been... A, it was really difficult for me to hear that news. Um, I loved Alex. Alex was um, a part of us. I know you guys felt the same way about him. Um, and, you know, we just pray the Lord's blessings over that family. So please continue to pray for them. Um, Pastor Ziggy will be here next Sunday. So um, I'm going to, uh, I think we, it's a normal thing that we have, you guys. We have church on Wednesday, we have outreach on Friday, um, then we have the outreach, the big outreach on Saturday. Um, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, if you have questions, get with the, your leaders. They should have the information. They should be contacting you. So if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to them. Um, so uh, if you guys will stand with me, I'll dismiss us and um, we can go on our way and eat some lunch. So, Lord, we just come before you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for the, the word that was brought today, God, and we just pray your blessings upon Hans and his family, God, and we just thank you, Lord, that you have kept them safe, Lord, and that you brought them home, Lord, their temporary home, home Lord, and we, we're thankful, Lord, that Hans has seen that his home is in Africa, God. And uh, Lord, we just pray your blessing upon each and every one today, God, that you go with them, Lord, and that you're light shines in each and every one of them this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.